Welcome back to the Grand Valley Community Church Podcast, a community of faith in Brandon, Manitoba. We hope this message helps you to meet Jesus and grow in faith. When we sing Christmas carols, the story of Jesus' birth can often sound very serene and peaceful and beautiful. But one of the things that we know is that the birth of Jesus wasn't quite as picture-perfect as our carols make it sound. See, the event of Jesus' birth was actually an event that was surrounded by conflict and turmoil. At the heart, at, but at the heart of it, there's this moment. At the heart of Jesus' birth, there's a moment of hope, this spark of light that breaks into the world. And that's what we recognize and want to celebrate at Christmas, that this spark of light, this hope came into the world. Now, for us that are here today, some of us might have different perspectives on Christmas. Some of you might be a Christmas fanatic where, you know, when September 1 rolls around, you like, your finger goes towards that Christmas carol playlist and you want to start in September. Or maybe you've got the whole collection of sweaters um, to wear. Or maybe you're married to the person that is the Christmas fanatic. Or maybe some of us, we like Christmas, not at the level of a fanatic, but it's something we still look forward to, and we look forward to spending time with family and friends, of getting together and celebrating. Some of us here, Christmas might be a season where we're like, yeah, it's okay, but can't we just get past it? Or even for some of us, we might be coming into Christmas this year with a sense of sorrow and grief. We might be coming into this remembering that maybe this is the year when that beloved family member isn't able to come, or there's an empty seat at the table where they would have sat. And no matter where we are at when we come towards Christmas, one of the things that we can agree on is that we could all use a little more hope. We could all use a little more joy. We could all use a little more love. We could all use a little more peace at Christmas time. And that's what Christmas Eve is about, is celebrating this time when we can have hope, when we can have peace, when we can have joy, and we can have love. So beneath the conflict of the Christmas story, beneath the conflict of Mary and Joseph uh, having to go to his hometown, there is this hope. And that hope is what I want to focus on this morning. What we're going to talk about is how do we find that piece of hope in the Christmas story? Now for Mary and Joseph, the birth of Jesus could not have come at a worse time. They were engaged but not married. When this angel visits Mary and her reaction at first is to be scared and terrified. But this is what the angel Gabriel had to say to Mary. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will also be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Now this is unexpected for Mary. She's no one of significance. She's no one special. But God chose her to carry Jesus, to be the mother that would give birth to him. And even though she was terrified and scared, she took hope in this. Now for Mary, being pregnant before marriage in their culture and their time was dangerous. People would have talked. You know, her family may have ostracized her. It was possible she could have been exiled from her town, or something even much worse. And Joseph, in fact, his first plan was to break things off, assuming that she had been unfaithful. And so the angel visited Joseph as well and said, no, this is the truth. 
God is doing something big here. God is doing something spectacular, and they get to be part of it. Now, what's so remarkable, remarkable about this event is that God broke his silence. Because for the 400 years before Jesus' birth, God had chosen not to send a prophet or a messenger to his people. He had, he had given them tons of, of signals and signs and prophets and messengers before. And they had collected that into their scriptures, uh, into what we have as the Old Testament now. But there's a 400-year gap from the end of the Old Testament to the story of Jesus' birth. And so Mary knows the history of her people. She knows when the angel comes to her, this is something remarkable. This is something different. This is unheard of for the last four centuries. Because the Old Testament promises all through their scriptures were these promises of the Messiah, the promises of someone who'd come, the anointed one, who would reconcile people back to God, who would draw people into a relationship with him. And so the birth of Jesus is this turning point when all the promises and the hope and the stories of the past start to become real. And so when the time comes, Mary and Joseph, they go to Bethlehem, um, and they find that there's no rooms at the inn. And what's surprising about this is this is Joseph's ancestral home. He would have had relatives there. He would have had uncles and aunts, maybe a grandparent, maybe and certainly cousins. But none of their family were willing to take them in. News had obviously gotten to Bethlehem in advance of them, and so the family didn't take them in, and so they found shelter in a stable. And we know the story. That's where Jesus is born. Now, this is a remarkable turning point in all of human history. This is a remarkable changing moment when the world is shifting. But there's no celebration until the angels step in again. And so what the angels do is they go and they find shepherds that are nearby. They go and find these shepherds that were tending their flocks and they show up and the shepherds, you know, expectedly so, are terrified as well. They're scared. They're like, what's going on? And so this is part of the message that the angels gave to the shepherds. Uh, Luke 2, starting at verse 10. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. See, Jesus' birth is this moment when true hope and reconciliation has come into the world. And it couldn't be just a quiet event. So these shepherds, they travel and they come in and they find that this is just as the angels spoke to him. It confirms that what the angels said was true. And these shepherds, these men that would have been out in the fields tending their flocks, get to be the first messengers, the first people to go through Bethlehem. And they, the scripture says that they rose a lot of clatter and a lot of noise and they were shouting praises to God. Because this promised moment, this fateful moment when God would step into the world has come. True hope and reconciliation has come. Because God's original plan for creation, God's original story right from the very beginning was to live in a deep relationship with us, with humanity, with his 
creation. God desired that deep connection and relationship. But humanity became separated from God. And there became barriers and walls between us and God. And the entire story of the Old Testament is God trying to break down these barriers and come closer to us, wanting his humanity, wanting people to be in a deep relationship with him. And so then he tells these stories through the Old Testament, this promised Messiah, the anointed one, that would be God himself stepping into history, stepping into the world to make that reconciliation possible. And so Jesus grows up. And somewhere around 30 years old, he begins his ministry. And he comes and he starts teaching people about a new way of understanding our relationship with God. And in fact, he angers a lot of people. A lot of people get really upset with the message that Jesus brings because it breaks all their preconceived notions. All their ways and their structures that they thought were right, Jesus starts pointing out that there's a better way, that there's an easier way. That through him, we have complete, unblocked access to God. And that that has been God's plan all along, to be in a deep and fulfilling relationship with every single one of us. That's why Christmas is so important. Because it's the moment where this begins. Where God's plan starts coming into fruition. And a little later on... um, the Apostle uh, uh, Paul writes about this in his letter of Second Corinthians. Second um, Corinthians 5, starting at verse 17. Paul's writing about this and he says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. If we want to summarize what God's hope is for us, if we want to summarize what his whole message, what his whole intention, what his whole plan is, It can come down to these two things, hope and reconciliation. Because hope in Jesus leads to reconciliation with God. That's what God has always been trying to call us to as people. Maybe you've experienced this in your own life, this sense that God is pursuing us because his love pursues us at every moment in our lives. God desires to be in a relationship with us and he pursues us. And so then the question for us is this. What would it be like for us if we made the choice to live in the fullness of the hope and the reconciliation that God is freely offering to us? What would be different about our lives if we chose to pursue that ourselves? If we chose to look for it, to say, where am I going to see God active in my life? Maybe where are the times when God has been pursuing me? Where are the times when I've had encounters or experiences that I can't explain? Because one of the things we sometimes realize is that those are actually the ways that God has been pursuing us. Because he wants to reconcile us into a relationship with him. That's what this Christmas story is all about. That we would have hope for the future. 
that we would be called into a deeper relationship with God. And that we would be his messengers, just like Paul talked about. We would be his ambassadors who would share this message of God's hope and reconciliation with the world. So if you want to respond to Jesus, I want to invite you to try something in your life. I want to invite you to start looking for God. Maybe at the end of each day, think back and say, you know, was there a moment in this day where something felt like, you know, God's love was upon me? Or maybe something happened, or, or maybe it's something where you say, I want to find out more. There's steps that we can try, that we can take, that will help lead us closer to God. Maybe it starts with having a coffee with a friend and saying, hey, what's, tell me about your faith. Maybe it starts with, you know, taking some of the questions we might have about God and honestly seeking and asking, okay, God, what are the answers to these questions I have? Maybe it means taking a step of trying to pray and asking God to reveal himself because one of the promises all throughout Scripture is that if we seek God, he promises he will reveal himself to us because it's his nature to show himself to us. And I hope that you're willing to take this step because God's hope is that we don't live alone. God's hope is that we can live in a deep and sustaining relationship with him. Now we have two Christmas Eve traditions at Grand Valley that we do every year. Um, One of them is that we're going to close our service in a little bit um, by lighting candles, by singing Silent Night and lighting candles that symbolize how hope spreads from Jesus to us. And our second tradition is that every year we take an opportunity to share hope with someone else. Um, And one of the things that our church did a number of years ago is we built a partnership with a ministry here in town, uh, Youth for Christ's U-Turn Ministry. And what U-Turn does is they provide housing for homeless and near-homeless young adults. And they have a program and they walk with people and they build relationships with them and they help people move from homelessness to independent living situations. And in fact, just this last year, U-Turn had a story that was so amazing, I just have to share it again. Someone that had been in their program a number of years ago called up Sean, the director of U-Turn, and said, guess what? I just bought a house. A number of years before, this guy was homeless, living out of a backpack, couch surfing when he could through the winter. He came into U-Turn and he started learning how to build life skills, learning how to care for an apartment, learned how to write a resume, learned how to be employable, got a job, and graduated out of the program. And then they they hadn't heard from him until all of a sudden they got this call out of the blue, I bought a house. How crazy is that? And so one of the things that we do here is as a a way of showing hope is whenever someone new comes into U-Turn's program, they give them a welcome hamper. They give them a basket um, that's filled with all the basic necessities you need. So it comes with some bedding, comes with a gift card for groceries, cleaning supplies. Uh, they put in some chocolate bars as a little treat, and they also give them a Bible because one of the things that U-Turn hopes to do is to share the love of Jesus with the people that they work with. And so the hope in all of this is that through this uh, welcome basket, that we get to share hope as someone's starting this journey. And so we're going to take up a special offering. Um, and I want to encourage you to take part in this one because it's nothing stays here. This is all going to U-turn. As a way of saying, as we have found hope in Jesus, as we have experienced reconciliation with God, 
we want other people to experience that same hope as well. So I'm going to invite the band to come back up and our, our, our uh, greeters to come up, and we're going to take up our U-turn offering um, as a way of sharing hope. And I, I, my, my prayer and my hope is that as we do this, it's not just about a task of giving a welcome hamper, but that this is about what starts taking the hope that we find and the hope that we feel and sharing it with others. And then after that, I'm going to come up and we'll, we'll talk about, um, after a few Christmas carols, then we'll talk about lighting the candles together. The five candles on this table each have a symbol and a meaning that they represent. The four around the front represent some of the qualities that God came to bring into the world, to bring hope, to bring joy, peace, and love. And the center candle that we only light today on Christmas Eve represents Christ, that Jesus came into the world. And so we're going to close our service by singing Silent Night together. And as we do, you've got a candle and a cup on the way in, or our greeters will be walking around with more if you uh, need to get one. And what we do is we light our candles starting from the light of Christ as a symbol, as a way of representing how the hope, the joy, the peace, and the love that Christ came to bring spreads through us and carries forward. And so the band's going to lead us in silent night um, as we light our candles together. So even though in a moment we're going to extinguish these candles and go from this place, but my hope and my prayer is that the light of Christ, the hope that God sent into the world through his son Jesus, would go with us, would carry with us as we go out into the world, that the light of Christ that shines through us would make a profound difference and an impact towards building God's kingdom here on earth just as it is in heaven. So folks, thank you for coming and being here. From all of us at Grand Valley, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Have a great day, folks. We hope this message helps you to take the next step in your faith journey. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information about us, visit gvccbrandon.ca.